Cervantes, and today we will be talking about maladaptive daydreaming, what it is, if it's real, and its pros and cons. I am actually a maladaptive daydreamer myself, uh, which is always an interesting conversation to have because I always thought that it was a normal thing that everybody did. Like, when you're talking to your friends and you're like, oh, I do this really weird thing. And they're like, oh, I do that too. And then you realize that it's not actually a weird thing. But with this, I found myself saying, oh, I do this really weird thing. Followed by awkward silence. Um, so that's not fun. According to the article, when daydreaming replaces real life, maladaptive daydreaming is extensive fantasy activity that replaces human interaction and or interferes with academic, interpersonal, or vocational functioning. And according to maladaptive daydreaming, when fantasies become a nightmare, maladaptive daydreaming is not like rehearsing a conversation that you might have with a boss. It is fanciful weaving of stories. It produces an intense sense of presence. So just based on these descriptions and speaking from personal experience a lot of the times when you talk about maladaptive daydreaming either people think that you're really weird and need to go to the doctor or something i'd say that about half of people immediately say oh i have that too and then they start to describe just like normal moments of like getting lost in thought or like if you're reading your brochure list and you talk to yourself in the third person but maladaptive daydreaming is more intense than that it's not just like simple talking to yourself or thinking out loud it's more of having like an elaborate storyline that you keep building on for days weeks sometimes years and you just keep like adding on to it every day um and at first i'd never thought that maladaptive daydreaming was like a bad thing at all because i just find it to be creative but it can be really hard to deal with when you stay up all night because you can't fall asleep not because you're not tired but because you cannot stop this plot and you just keep like adding on to it and you keep building the story over and over and over. Or when someone's trying to have a conversation with you and you get so irritated that you yell at them and storm off because you don't want them to interrupt the story that you're just like making in your head. And to add on to this, we actually have a guest. This is Evie Johnson. Hi, everybody. Evie is not a maladaptive daydreamer, right? No, I am not. And I wanted to talk to someone who wasn't a maladaptive daydreamer so that we could focus more on talking about whether maladaptive daydreaming is a disorder or just a regular thing that everybody does. According to the article, when daydreaming replaces real life, most psychologists, psychologists have never heard of maladaptive daydreaming, and it is not officially recognized as a disorder. And according to 
addiction, just like a drug, that makes it hard for people to keep a job or a relationship. So, what do you think of that? Like, I think that sounds like really sad in a way, you know? Yeah. Because, like, since I don't have it, I don't have the mindset of, like, continuing a storyline. Yeah. Like, the only time I really ever daydream is, like, right before I go to sleep because it just helps me, like, calm down. Yeah. And there are times when I, like, try to continue a storyline that, like, I was really liking last night, but then, like, the next night I just get bored of it. So I'm like, okay, let me just start a new a new little dream or whatever. Yeah. So I cannot imagine just, like, continuing one them for like years and years I usually like I don't tend to keep mine very long not on purpose but because I also sometimes get bored of it um but like I'll especially being like a fangirl I obsess over new artists and I get married to so many people so there's like weeks when I'm just like this week I'm married to this person and the next week we'll see I feel that. I am usually, like, right before bed, weirdly, am, like, going on dates with people. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't, okay, so I have aphantasia, so I can't picture things in my mind, so it's really just me, like, talking to myself, like, right before I'm going to sleep, which sounds so weird. That's so crazy. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but, like, so I'm just, like, sitting there and, like, thinking to myself without picturing anything. So I can't really picture, like, celebrities or anything. It's just, like, a faceless, nameless person that I'm just going on a date with. Wait, but you can't see this? No. So you're, like, listening to it? It's like an audio In a book? In a way, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just me, like, laying down with my eyes closed and just, like, thinking of just some weird, like, date that I'm going on. And again, it's with a nameless and faceless person. Like, it's, they don't, like, I can rarely, like, tell what they look like. They're just, like, this figure <laughs> that I'm going on a date with. That sounds so creepy. It is. <laughs> it's normal until you make me talk about it. <laughs> yeah, but I guess I also wanted to talk to you. Just because there are a lot of people who are, like, not maladaptive daydreamers who will just say, oh, no, like, that's normal. Like, I do that, too. But, like, like just, like, based on these descriptions and, like, what we're talking about, like, can you see how, like, they're not the same thing? Yeah. Because before you said that, I was thinking, like, oh, yeah, maybe I do. Like, I will catch myself, like, talking to myself. But it's really, it's just me trying to, like, fill a void of, like, silence. Yeah. Rather than me, like, trying to replace anything like in the first description you said it was like a replacing of academic and interpersonal stuff and like it's really it's just me sitting there in silence and not liking it so I'm just like I wonder what I'm gonna do today yeah just out loud it's just like thinking yeah yeah no maladaptive daydreaming is more like you're just like pacing around the living room and it's like watching a movie 
but it's in your head and you're like sm- like uh, not everybody does it but a lot of people like say these things out loud so like if i was ever home alone and you walked in you might find me just like pacing around my room and you're like yeah and then i told her that and she was like oh my god why did you do that and you would just see me like reenacting a whole show by myself and you'd be like what is going on and i could just do that for hours and hours and hours yeah i can do that for a few minutes like if i had a conversation with somebody yeah and like it's one of those times where it's where you're arguing with someone and you can't think of a comeback in a minute. Yeah. But then, like, later you're replaying it and you're like, oh, that's such a good comeback. Yeah. So then I'll be like, I would say this and I made them say something back to me and I say what I was saying that out loud. You're fighting yourself. And then later I'm like, that wouldn't actually happen because I don't know what the other person would say. Yeah. So I'm just, like, kind of arguing with myself, but it's for, like, five minutes and then yeah. I'm like, okay, Evie, stop. <laughs> No, but also, like, with you mentioning, like, talking to people, I, like, most of the conversations that I have with people, I've already had them, uh, just because, like, if I'm not daydreaming a specific, like, story that I'm, like, adding on to, I'm having a conversation with people in my life about the things that I want to tell them about, or, like, if I'm nervous about something, I'll just, like, play on what the next day would look like, but it'll be for a long time, but also for me, I can't get to the point where I could say, oh, stop it, like, they wouldn't say that, because, like, for example, if I'm, like, thinking of having this conversation with you, I don't feel like you wouldn't say that, because (laughs) it sounds crazy, but, like, in these, like, episodes, you're not a person as much as you're a character. So, like, this character would do that. Oh, yeah, it's not like I'm making it up, but also technically I am. It's like you're writing a script in your head, and they're going to say whatever you write down. But I'm not writing it. Like, I'm not planning this. It's just happening. It's happening. Like, my brain's just saying these lines. I I see that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But also... Another thing that people say about maladaptive daydreaming is that, like, people are like, oh, like, why do you complain about that? Like, it sounds, like, so fun and creative and, like, you could be a writer and stuff. Um, and so I do think there can be, like, pros and cons to it. According to texting is not the only driving, the dangerous driving habit, 62% of all distracted driving incidents in the United States each year resulted from fatalities, what am I saying, oh my god, I can't read, sorry, 62% of all distracted driving accidents in the United States each year that resulted in fatalities were blamed on drivers being, quote, lost in thought. What do you think of that? I can totally see that as being, like, a real possibility. Yeah. Because, um, like, not even driving and you're just like staring at the road just like bopping along and then you're all of a sudden just like oh crap I am driving right now maybe I should pay attention (laughs) yeah like even with like maladaptive daydreaming I feel like that'd be so much more dangerous because you're further in your head than just like listening to music yeah so I can see that as such a 
yeah but also 62 percent that's a big number that is uh but yeah like especially like if i'm going to an event that i'm really excited about or really nervous about like um for example last week we had the tech rehearsals for our production of endgame like i was so nervous on my way there and i usually not on purpose of course but i'd be like playing out what the rehearsal would be like and what like jared would say to me or like what would i do if this happened and when i'm miking the actors what will that sound like and what are they telling me and it's not like i'm thinking about it as much as i'm like living through the experience while driving <laughs> which is really scary sometimes so i guess that's like a con to maladaptive daydreaming which tells us that it's not just like a great thing to have yeah but also recently i did an interview with another maladaptive daydreamer and they said something that i'd never thought about they were talking about how like again like it's creative but they were talking about the chance that they got to just like exist and be and think about what the world could be like and so they saw it as like the opportunity to like live a different life no strings attached yeah and i thought that was really interesting because i'd never thought of it that way like i just i don't know that i necessarily thought of it as like a bad thing but I do, like, for me, I'm not necessarily concerned about myself as much as I am just, like, scared that other people will think I'm, like, so weird and that they, like, won't want to talk to me because they'll be like, why talk to them? They're already talking to themselves. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. mostly because it's not been like coined by psychologists and so like the discussion could go on forever and ever but you can never truly go like anywhere with the discussion because at the end of the day there's nothing you can do about it yeah like there's not registered in yeah. the scientific community so like you can talk about it all you want but yeah. it's not really gonna do anything no and like i've also read in some articles like sometimes when people talk to like their therapist about it their therapist will either say like a oh everybody daydreams a little or b be like oh you have psychosis and so then you're like diagnosed with the wrong thing and you're on all these like wrong medications that could like really affect you but like I love how like di- well I don't love how different <laughs> it is but it's such like a wide thing from being like oh it's completely normal to you are so crazy <laughs> you need so many drugs yeah whereas like if they registered it as like an actual thing then it would be like a happy medium of like that is it's not normal but it is a thing and we can't help you with it yeah like there's no help for it which can i guess i mean it's not okay but like depending on like where on the spectrum 
Because I imagine that it's a spectrum. I feel like everything everything's is a spectrum. a spectrum. Yeah, you know, like on the spectrum of maladaptive daydreaming, like depending on where you are on it, um, it's like how bad it is for you that there's no help for it. For me, I would. I don't. I feel like I could benefit from like receiving help for it just because. I probably have it for a reason. Like, even though it's not been termed, usually people associate it with other mental illnesses. Like, people who have maladaptive daydreaming are likely to also have anxiety or depression, PTSD, and, like, things like that, you know? Yeah. It's like a coping mechanism, in a sense. Yes. Yes. Uh, But also, I've done it my whole life, so that's kind of scary. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, but... Like, the fact that I have it makes me think that there's, like, other things that I could get checked out that would, like, that I would benefit from. But I wouldn't say that my case of maladaptive daydreaming is, like, as intense as other cases. Yeah. Because there's people who, like, again, like, they quit their job. Like, they can't do, they can't leave their house. All they're doing all day is just being, like, consumed by these storylines. But also... I feel like when you say daydreaming, it sounds, like, so happy. Like, you're making up this, like, reality that you live in. But that's not always the case. Like, sometimes I'm walking around my house sobbing because my mom got in a car accident and she's dead. And I can't just snap out of it. Like, it goes on and on and on and I can't stop it. And it just, it can, like, destroy you. And especially if you continue this for days on end. If you can't focus on anything else, that would really affect your mental health. Oh, yeah. So, like, it's, yeah, it's it's a lot. But, I don't know, Tyler, blowing your mind enough. Yeah. Thank you for coming to this episode of Hi, My Name is Cassidy. I am your host, Ashley Cervantes, and I will see you in the next one.